0: Hey everyone, this is Rabbi Brian. If these podcasts have been a blessing to you, will you please consider being a blessing to the nation of Haiti? Mishkan David supports two works of the Lord in Haiti. First is our orphanage, Beth Besed, which means house of kindness, where 40 children are cared for each day, both spiritually and physically. And of course, there's our own Rabbi Peter Oliveira, who's setting Haiti ablaze by restoring it back to Yeshua, restoring it back to Torah, and to the Jewish roots of our faith in Messiah. Listen, to learn more, please visit wwwtorah that's T-O-R-A-H, number four, haiti.org. There you can give a tax-deductible financial blessing and sponsor a child for only $20 a month. Hey, thanks for considering, and may Adonai bless you. Enjoy this podcast, which was recorded at our Mishkan David Shabbat service in Rhode Island. Shalom. Anybody here like to garden? Like, I like to garden, but I Stink it. So you go to the garden store, and you get a little perennial, and our faith is so much like a perennial. Our faith, the kingdom is like a perennial. It is not like an annual that blooms and then dies. Our faith is a perennial that blooms, goes through a season of cold and dryness, but only to come back stronger and wider and taller in the next season. So you go to the store, the garden store, and you get this little pot with the little plant in it, and on the pot is a little label or a little tag, little label that says this black-eyed Susan is gonna grow this tall and this wide. Or this little, what's another perennial? Daffodils. They're gonna grow this tall or this wide. That's the potential. That's the potential that the Creator gave that unique plant. And let not the black-eyed Susan look at the cone flower and say, I wish I was that tall. Your potential is your own. I'm here to remind you that the potential within you is holy. It's unique, it's divine, it's to a certain height, it's to a certain width, I'm not talking physically. Your spiritual potential, your potential in him. And it is so precious, the potential that you have. It is so precious, the potential you have in him. And so unique, and we need to feed that potential. You know why I stink at gardening? Because I I plant the thing and I leave it there. But any gardener knows there are other forces at work in that little mulch bed. There are other forces at work in the mulch bed. There are a whole lot of weeds in that mulch bed that's ready to come up and choke the life out of that little plant. If it's planted next to... You know, like a, a big bush or a tree, it may be blocking the sun that it needs. If it's a dry season, it may not be getting the water that it needs. There are many things out there that can stunt its growth. So God has a plan for us to reach our potential, the, the height and the width that he put on the label. Do you understand? You have a, a, high, a potential that's on the label that's from God, not the human labels. The potential from God. But there are other forces at work that want to limit our potential. If, if your potential is here, there are other forces at work that want to keep your potential here. This is nothing new. Yeshua said that the kingdom is like a man who plants seed, good seed, good seed in the field, but then at night the enemy came and sowed in tares. And then all the servants said, where did these tares come from? You, You planted good seed. And he said, the enemy planted those. See, God wants us to grow. The enemy wants to stunt our growth. And all around are ingredients to enhance our growth and to stunt our growth. God gives you ingredients all around your life to enhance your growth. To the potential that he has seen since before the foundations of the earth. It's not just on one day a week. It's seven days a week. Amen. It's in your home. It's in your job. It's in your unemployment. There's food for your growth. It's in your children. It's in your, it's in your barrenness. In your lack of children. There, is, there are ingredients from God for your growth. There are ingredients in your health. There's ingredients in your times of sickness. From God, to enhance your growth, to bring you to the potential that he has seen, that he has written on the label. But there are many ingredients out there that don't enhance our growth, but stunt our growth. So we need to watch what we are consuming. Now certainly, like, willful sin in our lives stunts our growth. Willful sin in our life stunts our growth. The enemy is tricksy, the enemy is, 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 is crafty, the serpent is shrewd, it's not just willful sin that can stunt our growth, there are many things, he's, he's very crafty, let me, let, me, let me give you a little example, a personal example, I don't know if anybody's going to relate to this at all, you ever feel that you've got some demons that you're working through that, that nobody else would relate to, <laughs> anybody feel that way? That if, you, that if you share it people, are like, you deal with that? I'm sure that's not true. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you a little bit about a little demon. That little demon of mine, he's, he's got a name. Because we learned from Yeshua that demons have names. And his name is the entrepreneurial spirit. So what do I mean by that? Now I love The entrepreneurial spirit. I love it. When I see it in others, I love it. I celebrate it. I recognize it. And I even recognize the divinity in it. The creative nature of our God. When somebody has an idea, a little spark of an idea, and they're willing to take risk, personal risk, financial risk, to see this little idea become something, a product, whatever it is, to bless the world, and even make a whole lot of money through it, I love that. I love that. I love that. Hi, <laughs> demon. Woo! I love that. I recognize. Woo! I want that for myself, so I can get out of the workforce and have an easy woo. Am I jealous? of oh, there he is. You see, this little little demon is rooted in a bit of jealousy and a bit of see see. God's potential for you is here, Satan wants you to be here, sometimes Satan will make you think they should be up here, and that's okay, sometimes you just gotta go for it, and let him bring you back down, it's okay, it's all good, so God had to work with me on that, and because it was rooted in dissatisfaction in my, in my current life, God gave me an amazing job, I have a good salary, I'm very blessed. I lack for nothing. God wanted to bring me to a place where I am not shooting for the stars. I am content right where I am. That's where he needed to bring me. So anyway, there's this little show on TV. It's called Shark Tank. You ever hear of it? I didn't realize it. But I used to watch that show, Shark Tank. Now Shark Tank is, you know, you got this panel of Venture capitalists, billionaires, high like high like, like Mark Cuban, like venture capitalists with billions of dollars. Yeah. And you get these guys, these little entrepreneur guys, these little punks, <laughs> these little punks. See, there's my demon again. These little entrepreneurial little punks showing off their little business. You know, and then Mark Cuban, goes, I'll give you $500,000 for 30%. And my little demon would get really aggravated. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, after watching the show for a bit, God spoke to me. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. You know what he said? He said, when you watch Shark Tank, you are feeding your demon. When you watch that show, you are feeding your demon. And it takes... I hope you're healing this, because it takes wisdom to know. It's not a sin to watch Shark Tank, but it's feeding my demon. So i got to ask you, are you doing it? This is why you have to be as wise as serpents, but innocent as doves, because he's pretty crafty. So I have to ask you, how are you feeding your demon? Are you feeding your demon? Are you doing something that is not necessarily sinful, but in the action it's feeding your demon? Oh, I can go around this room. I know I can. You know, yeah, it's not a sin to watch this PG 13 movie with just a little bit of nudity, men, but is it feeding your demon? I can go around the room. You know, it's not a sin to go to Twin Rivers and throw a couple of bucks down on the blackjack table. But is it feeding your demon? It's not a sin to gorge yourself on news reports that talk about how corrupt the government is and how evil the certain parties or certain politicians are. It's not a sin to gorge yourself in those news reports, but are you feeding your demon when you do it? Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. It's not a sin to watch that little romance movie where the guy is just so nice and so loving to his wife. So much more loving than my own husband. It's not a sin to watch it. But are you feeding your demon if you watch it? Come on, we gotta be wise. We gotta be wise in what we're doing. There are a lot of ingredients out there that are growth inhibitors. We shouldn't be feeding our demons. We need to be feeding our fire. Come on, we need to be feeding our fire. You have fire in your bones. Feed that fire. Fuel that flame. Fuel that fire. And let that fire consume everything that is not of heaven. Oh yeah! The Holy Spirit is all over that section of the sermon. There's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of things that will feed our divinity, Feed our faith, and there's a lot of things out there that'll feed our demons. There's a lot of growth agents out there, and there are spiritual growth inhibitors. You know, what's a spirit, spiritual growth inhibitors? We spoke about the label that God put, the gardener put on the pot. You know, what's a growth inhibitor? Is the labels that are put on you by the world. Those are growth. Those can be growth inhibitors. That you're too this, and you're too that. Or on color, or you grew up on the wrong side of the street, or you're in the wrong income bracket, or you're too stupid to amount to anything, or you're too ugly to amount to anything, or you're, you're too handicapped to amount to anything, or you're too unhealthy to amount to anything. These aren't labels from, from the gardener, from the good gardener. These are just lies that I do not want you to break through. The woman with the issue of blood had a health limitation for 12 years but at the right time she saw Yeshua in a crowd and she lunged for Yeshua go breaking through that wall of limitation she lunged for Yeshua are you ready to lunge for Yeshua to break through that limitation that the world has put on you come on hallelujah hallelujah thank you You some of the limitations that we get so we have are generational these limits the things that want to keep us down here, when our nice potential for you is, is up here. Sometimes they're generational. Sometimes it's I'm angry a lot, but I know that my dad was a rageaholic, and I probably got it a little from him. You know, or it's I'm very fearful. I have a lot of fear, but I I, I know my from my mother that my grandmother had this boyfriend who used to come with a knife and threaten us. And my mother spent much of her childhood hiding under the bed. And here I am fearful of of men, and I think I got it from from that. Or you may deal with self-worthlessness, self-hatred, and you kind of know that your mom does too. Now, these are normally called generational curses. I don't like that term. I want to reverse that narrative. Because it does say in Scripture that God can bring iniquity down to the three, third and fourth generation, but show kindness to a thousand generations. So if you have something from your parents or your grandparents, something you're struggling with, a tear. wheat and is a tear. If you're struggling with something that came to you generationally, God is not looking to just mess with you. He's not giving it to you just to mess with you, to mess with your life. He's giving it to you for a purpose. He's giving it to you because now there is an opportunity for this thing to be conquered in your life. So I don't want you to anymore call it a generational curse. I want you to call it a generational opportunity because it was given to you as something from God for you to conquer. And when you conquer it, 1,000 generations after you will be free from it. That's why he gave it to you. Come on. Let's give you some praise for that. Hallelujah. 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 I'm giving myself goosebumps. I don't know about anybody else here. All right, so how do we get down from the realm of the goosebumps to the realm of the practical? Our march from slavery to freedom. Is step by step. It's glory. It's glory. Yeah. The children of Israel didn't go from Egypt into the Promised Land in one day, and once they hit the edge of it, they didn't conquer Canaan in one day. But hey, this is the first message in 2019, so let's give you something practical for 2019. I want you to think about what is this one behavior. What is this one sin that so easily besets you? What is this one thought that you keep going to? What is this one behavior that you keep going to that you think is your friend because it feels good, but it's not it's your enemy? How are you feeding your demon? You don't need to answer it right now, but I do want you to think about it. Maybe it takes you a week or a couple of weeks. I do want you to think about it. And I want you to take one step towards One little action. One little step. I am a big believer in loaves and fishes. I am a big believer in the loaves and the fishes. That when we give just our little bit, God will do the miracle. I am a big believer in the loaves and fishes. Because when we give our little bit, God can do Miracle. Maybe your little limitation, the limitation for your growth, maybe it's just a lack of belief. Maybe it's just well, a lack of belief. Maybe it's just that you've heard these words and prophecies spoken over you so much and you're not seeing the results so you stopped believing it. If that's the case, well, there's nothing new under the sun. It's, it's, You know, the same spirits that were working in Egypt are around today too. And we see it even in this Torah portion when Moses spoke to the children of Israel. It says in this Torah portion, Moses spoke to the children of Israel, told them all what God has did and what is going to do. And it says that the children of Israel did not believe Moses because of their broken spirit. Anybody relate to that? We're like, there's a, there's a, a promise over our lives but we just, we stopped believing it because of broken spirit. You know, maybe you know, the same spirits that were working in Egypt are around today, too. You know that Moses, you know the story where Moses, the first three plagues, the magicians were able to emulate. You ever have a miracle happen in your life, and then you go and think about it, and you start to rationalize it, justify it, and naturalize it, and say, that okay, that wasn't God, it was just coincidence, or was something? Something else than miracle? Something other than miracle? That's the same spirit as the, the magicians that were able to emulate the, the miracle. The same spirit is around today. So I just want to speak prophetically over you. It was the fourth miracle, the fourth plague that the enemy was not able to emulate. There were 10 plagues, 10 commandments. The fourth commandment is Shabbat. That's the gift to you. It was the fourth plague where the enemy said, I can't replicate this. This is the finger of God. I want to speak prophetically over you that you are hitting that that miracle that you will not be able to justify or rationalize or just claim that it was coincidence or it was something else or it was circumstance. Hallelujah. 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 Into the practical. Philippians 4, 8 is true, whatever is right, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, think of these things. Feed on these things. Fertilize with these things. And the things that you heard from me or were taught from me or have seen in me, practice these things and the peace of God will Key word in that whole beautiful scripture? It's practice. It's practice. Take every thought captive. And if first you don't succeed, practice. 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 And you entertain that evil thought again? Practice. 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 I tell you that every wall. The enemy is put up between you and your potential has a weakness, has a weak spot. Every barrier between you and your potential has a weak spot. And just like if an army is gonna storm a castle but there's a big wall around the castle, they'd be very smart to look for the weakness in the wall. I tell you that the, the boundary, the wall, the separation between you and your potential I tell you that that wall has a weakness, and you have the authority to march around it. And you have the authority to blow the shofar around it. Remember that Joshua had to march around it seven times, not just once. Maybe you've marched around it six times, and then you got tired, and then you got discouraged, and then you stopped. The Spirit of God maybe today wants to remind you that you're one more march around this thing. You're one more shofar blast around this thing. And it's going to come down. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.